Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ladies and gentlemen, good evening, Monday night, 8pm. We are back with the Lions Live Lounge. Me, Phil Bass, Jack Garwood and Lee Boyce. Gentlemen, how are we all doing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't even do this. We were just throwing some terrible shapes in the background. <laughs> Absolutely horrific dance moves on show. Just limbs flying about. No idea what you mean, mate. Just like being in pop world. No one can see that at all at any point. No, no, I, uh, like, I reserve better dance moves for pop world, mate. Come on. <laughs> um, how are we all doing, though, boys? All good? Yes. Living the dream. Last minute packing once again. <laughs> oh, oh, have you started? Uh, no, I put stuff in the washing machine 10 minutes before this stream started and I hope it's ready to be hung up when I finish to pack tomorrow. Yeah, I've done exactly the same. I'm worried that people can hear it in the back. It's only like the other side of that wall. <laughs> I'm definitely going to be putting things in my suitcase 20 minutes before I start driving to yours on Wednesday morning. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what happens. As you can tell... It is a manic week, everyone. We've got, obviously, Live Lounge this evening. Then we've got seniors starting on Thursday. We've also got the Premier League on Thursday. We're doing some some secret recording with Webby on Wednesday as well, which you'll see very, not very secret soon. now, is it? I'm not going to tell him what it is, but you've got something to look forward to, something a little bit different, which is good. Um, evening chat room as well. Welcome along, everyone. Uh, Hells Bells will be joining us in a little while. How are we doing? Tommy, uh, G Adventures is in, Owen, Kieran, uh, Daniel, Rose, Adam, how are we doing? Alex, James, uh, Jack, Sam is in, uh, Manakai is in, James is in, KR3000 is in. I'm going to put this one up just because I can. Um, evening, Steve. How are we all doing? Uh, Tim is in and Anthony is in as well. Um, right, everyone. So we are gonna go back, we're gonna rewind to the Premier League first of all in Belfast. Then we're gonna have Hell's Bells on 
We're going to look ahead to the seniors, look ahead to um, Cardiff as well. We've got a week in darts to fit in as well. Plenty going on, gentlemen. First of all, let's rewind. Belfast, night one of the Premier League. First of all, chat room as well. Get involved. I'd like your first thoughts on the 2023 Premier League after night one. Honest, Boise. Don't pull that face. Say what you want. Uh, it was all right, Rory. It's like, I don't know if I can be any more positive than that, which is a shame on night one, because we're just going to see the same of them. And there was some very good stuff. I don't really buy the, I don't really buy this Dolby's justified his place in the Premier League because probably the top 32 PDC players to play in the Premier League and it would still be to a high quality. It's not the quality that's the problem with Dolby being in. It was the, the general pitch and it wasn't Dolby that a lot of it was aimed at last week. Um, Generally, it was quite good. I... To be honest, Standard-wise, myself and Cam did the fallout. Yeah. We, were, we were pleasantly surprised. Ton plus averages, performances, checkout percentages, and all the stats that you look at compared to last year. We felt last year was incredibly flat throughout the entire campaign. Granted, night one, Peter Wright produced 115 average at one point or whatever it was last year. This year, it felt like more players are in form heading into it. And because of that, we're going to get better matchups. But it's still just... The Premier League's missing something, and it's only week one, and we're already saying that. And that, that's that's no disrespect to any of the players. I think it's just because we know that we're here for the long run. Look, that's a very good early result for Chris Dobie. Sensational performance in the final with two of the best finishes in possibly one of the biggest games of his career to date. Mm. Up to that point, the Masters final's up there as well. But Premier League opening night, plenty of nerves. Rocking up Bangor in a 170 and a 160 against Van Gerwen in the final. Is it Van Gerwen? Yeah. 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 To, to, to get over the line against a player of Van Gerwen's quality isn't something that we see Chris Dobie do very often. So in, in the first week, he's shown that he can go and mix it with these big boys. There was, I'm not being funny, after nine darts last week, I'd written Chris Dobie off. He was averaging 43. Yeah. Look, again, being there, for the fans in the venue, it it works. I get that. However, for the viewer at home, and obviously we were watching in the press room, I, I agree. It's it's missing something. That, that there's just something that, that doesn't quite click, doesn't quite engage with the, the, the fan at home watching, I don't think. Let the PDC make it. the Otherwise, it's the as well. It's how often we see these guys play against each other, how often we've seen these guys play against each other in recent years. And actually, I think the format isn't conducive to be able to build anything between these guys because they get another crack at each other next week. It's not as if they have to wait six to eight weeks now to play each other again. You might only get one crack at them in the Premier League and whatever else. Some of them have played each other both World Series events so far, then Premier League week one. Then they got Pro Tours this week. They'll be on the Orator in a couple of weeks. Premier League again next week when there's a chance they can run into them at any point. And it just keeps going on and on and on. Before the match play, Chris Dobie and Mark Van Gogh could have played each other 15 times this season. Yeah. There's no time to start giving anybody a, a build-up a rivalry because it can bite you on the backside so quickly the following week. 
there's no time to sit and revel in it. There's there's no time to build any of that up because you travel with each other, you've got media with each other. And actually, because it's such a draining experience, being away and traveling, and chances are at some point you're gonna be on the same flight or you're gonna be in the same hotel, or you're gonna be in the same rooms over and over and over again. It's difficult to have any real angst towards each other. Look, I'm not saying everybody in that room and in Premier League for the last few years have been best friends, but there's a civil way to behave with each other in that room because of how long-winded this process is. Well, the interesting bit, before we jump into action, on the media day, half of it was done in one room and then they realised that that had to be the practice room for the practice board, so they moved us. And a couple of players wanted to say stuff, but because we were out on this big balcony in the end and there were other players around, they were like, I can't say what I want because there's players around. Which was interesting. Um, we've got a couple of clips to play you in a minute. But first of all, we've got half a graphic. Um, I think the PDC boys gave up halfway through. Um, but we've got half a graphic and we'll talk over it. So here is the draw bracket from Belfast. Um, first up, Johnny Clayton averages 101 and and loses to Dimitri Vandenberg. Um an interesting boys, Dimitri van der Berg getting booed on the walk on. Yeah, the only quite strange, if I'm being honest. Um, there's there could be many reasons at the moment. Well, is it the selection? Is it Dimmy's torrent style of how he plays darts? The first aim as well, the opener, is it a general thing to the PDC? Who knows what that was solely aimed at. Um, but it was very strange and it come across very, very clear on TV how loud that was. Um, look, I think a lot has to do with his playing style. I'm not going to not gonna hide that. I think that people have cottoned on to what we've said for a while. He picks and chooses <laughs> his pace to suit. Oh, Phil, probably add to that as well. It was interesting to see that he also got cut off midway through his dance at the start as well. So, hardly any of that was done the first time he, he come onto the stage. I didn't really spot it if it was the same the second. But the first time, it just seemed to have got cut off when he was midway through. And I don't know if they made that decision because of the reaction from the from the crowd or not. Yeah, um, pass. Um, but, uh, look, Johnny Clayton had chances in this game, got, didn't he? It says 6-2 and it appears one-sided by the scoreline. But Clayton... Missed opportunities at big times. Yeah, he did. He still averaged 100 in there as well. Look, there were concerns to me before the World Championships last year that, that Johnny Clayton was running on fumes and, and looked a little bit flat and was going to struggle being in this mould. There was people... Johnny revelled in being the hunter rather than being the hunted, I think. And obviously that flipped around a bit, winning as many titles as he did in such a short space of time. I think that blip last year, not picking up a title, not going massively deep and, and threatening like we know he can and, and performances dropping off a little bit, may have done Johnny the world of good now. It's just about managing his schedule this year because it really did seem to take a lot out of him. But performance-wise, the levels are just starting to creep back up for Johnny now. It's just about getting those results. Yeah, and then the best two players in the world right now collided in a repeat of the world final. This time, MVG came out on top and again, Early on, Smith missed three clear darts at tops, gave MVG that chance and, and never got a look in again. Yeah, we, 
it just shows the level that these two players are at at the moment. They've continued the form from the, the back end of 2022 into this year and it was a very, very high quality day. And it's what we see with Smith and MVG at the moment. If one messes up, the other one will punish. And it was the time for MVG to, to step up this time to to that the victory was just a couple of missed starts at a double. Otherwise, it would have been a lot closer storyline and can be a bit deceiving depending on who's got the throw. Um, to sit three looks like a very convincing win, but I don't think it was that way. Oh, also, on the throw, no one knew until the night that they bull up, man. A lot of previews were done from a, a lot of respectable journalists in papers and other outlets that on the old format, if, if you were at the top, you had the throw. That was kept until the end. I don't really understand why. It's just, unless it's a mistake that they just neglected to tell people, but I understand why they've made that change. And it's probably a lot fairer than when you were drawn in the top half. It's a lot easier to manage this way, isn't it? You don't have to worry about flipping that the right way around. You can still play prime slots for people, despite the fact you'll have played everybody and and whatever else, the way that they used to manage it, with the fairness back intact of being in the same half as a certain number of players the same amount of times and, and whatever else that comes along with it. So... It's just surprising to hear it that late. Like you said, a lot of previews are already done. A lot of people have probably placed bets, yeah, depending on where they thought people would be throwing first, etc. Um, but it's a positive move. It's just no idea why it was kept so late. Yeah, um, Peter Wright averaged nearly 104 gob and got beat six three by Chris Doby. I said this last Thursday, and I, I'm going to say it again now. I'm not really sure how. <laughs> if, if you look at this, look, I, I don't know this game isn't played on paper. It's played on Yoki. But if if you look at stats-wise, he's done absolutely everything right here. Yeah, he's had less starts at a double and, and, and somehow blown Doby. Just, just timing, isn't it? Peter Wright's had a, a couple of sensational legs and scored pretty well. And, and, and Doby's kept him at arm's length after... Uh, a little bit of a shaky start. I mean, straight barrel darts are definitely the way to go for Peter Wright. Again, much like Johnny Clayton, he's just got to learn to win again. Not learn to win again. He's got to... Winning becomes a habit and he's got to do it more consistently, I think. Yeah. No, I I, I, I fully agree. Um, but no points for Peter Wright. And then Nathan Aspinall beats Gowen Price. We'll touch on Price at the end of this but a very good result for Nathan Aspinall, Boise. Yeah, very very solid win. Um, when a lot of people were siding with pros to the over the line um, in this week. Just one thing that we were talking about the Premier League and the early, um, our early feelings on it. One thing I'm not on board with is after the first game, we do not need to see a league table. It has no impact whatsoever on night one. Of every day fair, that's not the PDC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, just, that's Sky. Yeah. And the, PD- the general feel of the Premier League night, seeing the league table after every game. The, the PDC weren't particularly happy with that being shown as, as well. It being in the media room, even there, were like, why are they showing that? Even some of the people working for the broadcaster that night were, why? Yeah, it was just... So, they had a commentator camera. <laughs> rather see the table than Stuart Pike's out of the corner. Yeah, but you say that. If we didn't have comms cam, we'd never have seen the model nine data commentary. Yeah, but you I did. You heard it, and it looks it better did. when the two Aussies do it. 
no, I, I, I like the video of him doing it as well. I, 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 like, I like the video of him doing it, but what we don't need to see him, we see him before every day and because of them, they're not doing anything. Yeah. If you're going to show a moment that it's happened and they've reacted in a way, then yes. Have that camera there just in case something is to happen. You don't need to show it every day. A bit like the league table in Premier League night one after yeah. every day when we can all work that out. But um, yeah, back to Aspinall. Aspinall, it was just end the job done when I think not many people were expecting and Derwin Price, as you as you mentioned, we'll, we'll touch upon Price at yeah. the end of the Premier League chat. Um, semi-final number one, MVG did a job on Dimitri Vandenberg and in the press room, I don't know what it was like for you guys watching because we have sporadic commentary depending on what's going on. Um, watching it, we didn't feel MVG actually played that well in this game and then looked at the numbers and was like, wow. There's only two, probably two or three players in the world who can do that and MVG is probably top of that list, isn't he? look average and be hitting 100 and, what was it, this 105, Um that is, that is what can happen with MVG. I got that feeling as well. It wasn't, it didn't seem that good. Um, but it was. It's just yeah. MVG doing MVG things. Yeah, it was. It was. It was just weird because we were like, "Oh, he's beat him six four, and it was all right." And then you looked at the numbers, and we were like, "Where's where, where's, he, where's he pulled that from?" Uh, how are we doing, Scotty? Hope you are good, mate. Uh, second semi final, stable mates um, collide, and let Dobie got in front early and just kept Aspinall at arm's length. Gob. Yeah, that's a good performance for Dobie because. The entire night is a good performance, Chris Derby. But actually, if you'd looked at this table and looked at the players in contention here, the players that you look at that are similar and that might finish near each other, or you expect to potentially sneak a fourth place and battle, are, the, are two, these two are involved in that battle? So to get one over on him nice and early as well is, is massive for Chris Derby. Yeah. So the final, Michael Van Gogh against Chris Derby. Derby getting to the final on opening night. And, and let's be fair, in that final, Dobie produced some moments of absolute brilliance. The 170 and the 160 to win it. And the 160 to win it, as soon as that first dart sat up the way it did as darts players, you just knew. Yeah. You just knew the second yeah. treble 20 was going and it was a case of could he hold his nerve? Could he compose himself on tops? And what a dart. And and with that feeling that that one two seven from MVG was the Nadal, it was it was that important for him to take the win that I was, I had that feeling that it was a must take. And how he done it was an incredible way for him to wrap up what a week, his greatest week in in darts, and to do it in a final with a one seventy and one sixty, couldn't have been any better. Unfortunately. <laughs> These horrific pictures are still here as well. <laughs> I was live on the fallout last week when that came through an email and I was like, oh no. <laughs> I've I seen it done through as well, but uh, I wasn't on air, so my, my response was more post nine o'clock words than uh, what yours was on air. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we're letting them get away with a little bit this week, this year as well, because we've already seen this stage set up and their world stage was so good. But let's be brutally honest, it looks shite. It looked shite last year and it still looks shite this year. I prefer the Premier League stage to some of the kazoo stages we've had. 
because it's black, not grey. Yeah. yeah, and at least it's got the two big screens either side of it and things like that. So, yes, it's not amazing, but it's better than some of the kazoo branding. Um, how we doing? Yeah, Pete, Pete wants to know. In other news, Gob, how did Liverpool get on this weekend? <laughs> Your seats at the tavern suddenly got moved right to the bloody back. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. We're not done on the Premier League because there are many topics to come off of it. First of all, we're, we're going to do some of the negatives. Um, videos circulating on that huge punch-up. And that, that was just one of them. There, there was six or seven across two, the night. There's, there's two on that video. If you watch yeah. the video then, there's one on the, there was one further back. Yeah. Um, and look, this isn't isolated just to Belfast before... We, we we go in on it. This is becoming a regular occurrence. We saw it at the O2 at last year's Premier League. Um, this is getting a bit of a worry now. And, and we saw plenty of outcry on social media where proper darts fans or long-established darts fans won't go to Premier League nights anymore because of this. But... And for a long time, there is a big but. The PDC don't care. Why would they? They don't care who's they don't care whose bum is on the seat as long as somebody's bum is on the seat. And they've got that. They've got that party atmosphere. They're going to keep producing that because that's what the Premier League does. They're selling out. The match play is sold out pretty much today already on priority. There aren't many general admission tickets remaining if they've got any left held back for general admission, which admittedly are more of your pure darts fans. But even still, there will be some of there that go, oh, a week in Blackpool on the piss. Perfect, because even that as a venue is starting to go down. The World Championships is looking the same. And then we look at other crowds and go, oh, it's a bit dead. It's a bit flat. Well, at least they're not punching the crap out of each other like Leicester. <laughs> I think I'd rather go to Leicester and sit in a half full... Morning side, then I would go into the Premier League, sit 40 rows back, watch on a big screen, which I could do at home, sing a couple of songs, spend £7 on a pint, and then go home going, well, I could have actually got a better viewing experience at home. I, I, I get the, the, the ticket argument that it's selling so they won't care. However, if this behaviour carries on, local councils and people that grant licences will start restricting numbers like we've seen ever, we've seen it happen in boxing where there's been outbreaks of trouble in known areas and venues haven't been allowed to either go to full capacity or even host an event. So although it is, I agree with you, that they are still selling tickets, that there will become a point where local authorities are going, no, the darts isn't coming to this arena. And then that's an issue. Because at the minute, the arena staff and security are still managing it. At no point have we seen them Overrun. We see lots of incidents break out, but you can walk past and go, how many incidents are like, oh, 13, 14, as if, as if it's absolutely nothing, as if it's concert numbers or, or whatever else that they're still used to. Until they can't manage it, that's when it becomes different. Actually, it's just a horrific look. Terrible look. It is, but again, they don't care because there's bombs on seats and it's revenue. If the PDC cared about their image, they wouldn't have made this decision anyway. We wouldn't have the eight players in it. We'd have different format. They'd actually start doing things 
for the fans. They haven't done that for a long, long time, have they? Yeah, look, it's it, it just just leaves a bit of taste. It really does. And you obviously, um, Neil Duff, friend of the show, listens a lot. Even he was fuming and it was his home venue. I know he lives just outside Belfast, but from Northern Ireland, very passionate man. Even, even he took to social and was like, this just isn't right. Yeah, it, the, the problem, it's, it's, it's the sport. It's, as you said right at the start of that, it wasn't the venue because we've seen it at Premier Leagues. We've seen it at other events. The atmosphere was felt slightly different last year at Blackpool and that was probably the one venue where we hadn't seen it before. Yes, I didn't see any trouble there, but it feels like it was building. Um, it's a huge worry for me because I, I do agree with a lot of what Dob says, but we've the the more that it's happening and the more it's on social media, they have got to do something about it. Because when I've been before and I've sat, sat as high up as what they'd seen now was, there isn't very many security. There's one person by the, the door sort of thing who's just showing you where your seat is and that sort of thing. There's very little, whereas obviously there's an awful lot of security in and around the stage area. It just seems like something needs to be looked at and it'll be, be interesting. Hopefully we won't see any more, but it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next 15 Thursdays, 16 Thursdays. Yeah. Right. We've got some clips from the media day. We haven't really spoken about some of these yet. So, actually, we'll play Doby's winning clip, first of all. Then we've got some clips to play. Yeah, I came out here knowing I had nothing to prove anyway. I knew I could come out here and do it. And I said before, um, I believe that I deserve my place going off the last two years. But, yeah, you you get all the the social media critics. They've got their own opinion. They can can say what they want. I know I, I... I should have been here and, I've, like I say, I've done the job tonight and hopefully they've got a different opinion from ne- for next week. Yeah, and I, I knew I could come here and cause all kind of problems. I believed I could go on to win and I've come out and showed tonight what I can do. So, Dobes was happy with that one. Right. <coughs> We've got MVG, Nathan Aspinall and Michael Smith from the media day. First of all, we'll do... The Asp, who, who was honest, um, I have to say that if he'd have won one, he, we asked him if he'd have won one of the TV majors and been left out, would have he had the hunt? This, this, this was good from Nath. Um, but then obviously we came back and then you're massive and it all starts and the talking, <laughs> if you had the call or whatever. Um, I wasn't in the Masters long enough to, to be part of most of them conversations because I was on my way home Friday night. But um, yeah, obviously it's tough. People, I think you've seen it in some of the players that thinking that they have to have a good run in the Masters uh, and I think it may have affected the games um, but here's what it is it's I don't pick stuff uh, I got picked and uh, I'll just enjoy that moment like I say not your fault that you picked yeah, no, over no. but, but Boot was on the other foot if you'd have won one of the TV titles and not been included would you have had the ump? I'd have been raging <laughs> <laughs> yeah you know I think there's certainly Luke uh, he's you know he's going to be I thought he was a shoo-in to be quite honest with you um, and then obviously the other boys that, that had won stuff, obviously they've got a look at that thinking, I've won something, he hasn't, why is he in? There's a reason the PDC have picked the, this eight, they know what they're doing, you know, they don't make many mistakes do they? So uh, I think you've got to get on with it and to make sure you're in it, get in the top four, simple as that. I like that from Knife, honest. 
It's easy to be when you're in his position, though. It's not quite yeah. so easy to be when you're in the opposite position of being left out after winning an event. Yeah. It's easy to say, yeah, if this was the other way, I'd be absolutely raging because you've got 16 weeks of earning a shed load of cash, sponsorship <laughs> exposure, and playing in one of the PDC's most viewed events. The, the interesting thing was that you asked him about the players that had won something and how he felt if the shoe was on his foot. His first response was he felt sorry for loot. <laughs> who haven't won any TV event, and then he come on to Noppy and Smith who had. So he actually felt sorry more for the person who hadn't won anything on TV, um, but higher up in the rantings than he did the two players, it seemed. Um, MVG again, just doesn't care, does he? This is good. Uh, everyone has, has this little saying, everyone has this... I understand everyone's situation, but... Uh, I think there's only two people that can really moan, I think. Luke and Joe? No. No? No. Which I team? think Luke, uh, Luke and Norbert. Yeah, yeah, that's fair enough. That's what I think. If you look ranking-wise and what I, they did in the year, that's, uh, for me, the first two picks. But everyone, about everyone, you can debate, you know what I mean? But it's not up to me, it's up to the PDC and... Uh, yeah, I think they did it wisely, isn't it? We saw at the Masters that the Premier League was playing on certain players' mind. When you sat in the practice room laughing at them all, worrying yeah. about it, were they in and were they not? Yeah, for, uh, of course. Uh, we, we talk about stuff like that as well, uh, but it's, it's just one of the things. The only thing I say is they make the Masters a little bit too important now. For all the players, it's the smallest tournament after, the, the I think, the World Series for finals. Uh, of the year, and now they make it like a sort of qualification towards the Premier League. So, in my opinion, it's but that happened the two years before with with Joe and Johnny. Yeah, it went it ran out well for them because hey, it was perfect for them. But now it created a big problem for them, and yeah, then they have to make a decision. And I'm glad I don't have to make that decision. <laughs> I love that. I mean. We said at the time when they did hand it to Johnny and then Joe, look, we actually liked it because the Masters became relevant. But if the players still don't give a crap about it, especially the four that are already guaranteed to be there, then maybe renaming it the Premier League qualifier is not the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, but I just love it, the fact that he just uh, just went, nah, there is. Uh, Matty Edgar is in, how are we all doing, mate? Uh, yeah, absolute zero fucks given. I've been to lunch with one of them. It's pretty much what you think it is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, Vincent's attack on Dutch when he was commentating for Dutch media was unreal. He literally went to, to town. Um, the translations were, were interesting. Um, and then Michael Smith has been in Luke Humphreys' shoes. And for those that haven't seen it, uh, Michael dropped Luke a nice reply on on Twitter, and we asked him about this being that he is one that knows how Luke Humphries is feeling right now. Yeah, you've got to. I think on everyone's lips, he was a guaranteed end. There was a top four plus Luke, every single one for you. But I'm not the PDC. I don't pick. I don't pick the people. And you, I, I did say to him like one year I got left out. I made all the quarters, all the semis that year, the TVs, won Pro Tours, and yeah, I lost the first round in the world. And it just happened. I was gutted. I think I made that clear all that year that I was fuming about it. But you've just got to put your head down and work hard. And even though I was mourning about it, I was still winning tournaments. I was still playing nice. I was still making last stage of TVs. 
So you, you've just got to work even harder now and make sure you leave no doubt for next year. As well, you've one of your best mates, Joe Cullen, left out as, as well. It's going to be all new faces and whatever. It's a real shake-up for the Premier League. Yeah, of course. You've got to feel bad for them all. There's not only Luke and Joe, you've got Ross and Danny Nopper as well. Every one of them had cases to be in, but like I said before, I'm not the PDC. If it was down to me, I'd pick me, my mum, my dad. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's not down to me, but yeah, I'm going to miss Joe. And I know Joe's fuming about it, but we've got Dobie and Aspinall back in. And he's, he's going to be good, and I'm sure Joe will work even harder, same as Luke, and they'll be back in next year. I love the line, I know Joe's fuming about it. Probably said more than Joe can. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is the point now. Look, Danny Nopper doesn't say much anyway, so we wouldn't expect it. But Ross Smith went on a bit of a rant at the Masters saying he deserves to be in. He's won something. You'll pick If you don't pick me, you're going to be picking players that haven't won anything. We know Joe's fuming, but they can't rant because of the fear of being left out altogether again. Yeah, we, we've seen that in the world somewhere else. I can't think where. Oh, yeah, like China. <laughs> North Korea. Yeah. And, um, and I guess also there's there's a, a long time before they are back on TV to then to potentially speak to it to the white a wider audience that they'd like to speak to and air them views if they are to air them at all. What, Utah Open is the next one before any sort yeah. of media, potentially? So, it's an oh, option. Don't worry. To... I'll find the next bow. Don't worry about that. <laughs> but, yeah, but it's one of them. This weekend's an, a, an opportunity if one of them go and pick up the approach or obviously the interview afterwards. You'd be surprised if it's not mentioned. Well, you'd be disappointed if it's not, I should say. Um, how are we doing, Laura? Uh, Maisie watching from bed. Oh, <laughs> sent to bed. <laughs> John. Oh. <laughs> not on that. Um, right. Gerwin Price. Are we concerned that the Iceman is going to walk away from the sport? Um the ear defenders have now been banned after they PDC decided to rewrite the DRA rulebook. I mean, DRA rewrote the rulebook. Um, it's just, he looks despondent, doesn't look happy right now. Uh, are we in genuine fear that he may just walk away and leave the sport? If I looked, if I lived in Wales, I'd look exactly the same. <laughs> Hello to all our Welsh friends. <laughs> um, I, I was concerned when he said he might never play in the World Championships again because there was a genuine, like I know that was a reaction to being up on stage at the World Championships and, and that performance against Clemens going so badly and whatever. But look, it's fair to say this has been brewing, and it's not a hundred percent without blame on himself. There have been moments where he's fired up and, and said he misses the crowd and likes the booze and all that sort of stuff and, and bought it on himself sometimes. Not all of it. And there is obviously and always will be a line that appears to be being crossed more often than not in venues and on social media 
things like his kids receiving messages last year, bang out of order, like direct individual shouting at him on stage, bang out of order, like a wall of noise, a, a pantomime boo as you're walking on. You embrace being that villain for so long. That's on you. Paul Nicholson had to live with that, and a few others have, have been in the same place. But if Peter Manley didn't have such a great walk on, I, I think he might have got a few more booze at the Circus Tavern, and he hasn't been on the hockey for 10 plus years before that, for instance. But look, there is a concern because he's almost at the point where he just doesn't need it now. He's back playing rugby on the side as well. How long he can keep that up for without risking injury of darts? He's, he's built a decent business and, and property portfolio from his career in darts, he's pretty much set right now. And at that point, if the sport continues to cause him aggravation and stress and affect him mentally, then he could walk away. He could go and do whatever he wants. When he won the World Championship, he was so different to what we'd seen in this country or, or as a darts world champion for so long. He was relatable to people... There aren't many darts world champions that just suddenly appear on Soccer AM the following week. Do you know what I mean? And because he had that about him, there's so many more avenues that you could just disappear and, and walk into right now. Yeah, and there's a, there's a couple of bits here in the chat room. One from um, Adam, um, one from Jared. Look, I don't know exactly the, the figures we're talking, but he has a very successful property business. He has been very, very wise with his money, is the thing. Not like some dark players. He's, he's invested it in into properties in, in and around Wales. Um, we see from his Instagram that he gets involved and he's not shy of working on them either. Um, so, look, okay, he might not win half a million like he can at the World Championships, but there is a very, very steady income stream from his property business, meaning that darts isn't the be-all and end-all to go in price. And I think that's what we've seen with him over the years. It's that determination to be a winner, not the determination to win millions of pounds, where it is with some people, where their target is to make X amount of money. I think with Derwin Price, obviously the money's a bonus. We're not going to sit here and do he's not playing for it. And he's, you know, that is a, a part of it. But he is someone who has been very successful elsewhere in other sports, in his business. Um, and as much as you either love or hate Derwin Price, you want to see these players playing to their best of the abilities because him at his best, and then Michael Smith stepped into that sort of category, being in the top two or three. Hopefully, Peter Wright will get there. That maybe will bring a bit more excitement to the quality within the Premier League. There is a concern there. I, the more we talk about it, and we've seen other dark players over the past six months talk about retirement. The one I'm more concerned about is Derwin Price and probably your, you know, the likes of James Wade who mentioned it, Darry Anderson. I know that sort of mindset has changed, but Derwin Price out of out of those three is the one I worry about more. Um, I think because of how it is. Hopefully, something like this Thursday to change all that. Having been in Wales. Hopefully, then a great reception. Hopefully, that support just from one week can hopefully just change that. And the player's still there, isn't it? It's just having that right mindset. I think the fact he's back playing rugby is possibly the biggest telltale sign that he is not happy. He's gone back to his first love to try and find some sort of enjoyment so he can get through 
the monotonous lifestyle of, of being a professional dart player, that there's clearly a severe lack of enjoyment on the hockey at that point. But if, if you're not happy in your job, it's time to walk away. James Wade doesn't love playing darts. That hunger hasn't been there for a while. He does it because he's good at it and it earns him a living. Gary Anderson's gone through the motions for the last couple of years as well. Gezi is had a very, very good couple of years on the hockey, has achieved things and, and is already in contention for one of the best darts players Wales has ever produced. He's already in that conversation and, and could single-handedly take that in another couple of years if he was to go and have another couple of years full of trophies that we've seen him do in the past. But He's not going to be here when he's 50. I just can't see it. He doesn't seem the type of getting, get what he needs to do from it and, and get back out again. And look, there's a concern that could be very, very soon. Well, to be fair, Johnny's said it here and it's something that he said, I think it was last year. I can't remember, one of the tournaments at the back end of last year. I agree. Five years max, he's in and he's out. This isn't a thing he wants to do long term. The same as MVG. They're going to come in. They're going to set their families up. The darts will go in the draw. Job done. Thank you very much. And, and we'll I think, never ever see them at the seniors. I think they will soon, we'll all soon realise how much <laughs> someone like Darwin Price can be missed. Uh, I'll tell you But, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> that is the, the Premier League. We'll, we'll, we'll have a look at this week's shortly. <laughs> But without further ado, we'll just make sure she's ready. Yep, she's smiling. Without further ado, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the one, the only, Miss Helen Chamberlain. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> All right, darts nerds. <laughs> How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you all? Marvellous. Oh, I've been listening to you all, biatching about the Premier League already. Would we do that? You've got another 15 yeah. weeks this year. <laughs> no, yeah. It was good. It was good. Well done, Dobes. Yeah. Um, to be fair, Helen, before we talk about the seniors, obviously you've followed darts for a long time. Going for it was a breath of fresh air when he came in. But now it's just like that. Yeah, he's like, look, doesn't like it anymore, doesn't enjoy it. And what a disappointment it would be if he does walk away. Who? Going price. Oh, right. Oh, I promise you were listening and then didn't jump in on the back end of our conversation. Me and Pete were listening in the kitchen and then you sent me the link and I came in here and went click, click, click. Oh, shit. It doesn't support. <laughs> and I had to go and change to Firefox. I was just clicking it. So, yeah, I get yeah, I missed that. No, I no. Oh, yeah, actually, I heard. Yeah, as I left the kitchen, I heard you say that ear defenders have been banned. Yeah. I saw that on social media um, yeah. today, uh, uh, which is a shame because I mean it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> um, and and I look, I, there are a lot of people. You know, he gets booed and all of that. I'm one of those that go, no, he's a character. And it will be in 20 years' time, people look back and go, where have all the going prices gone? You know, like we do with footballers. Where's all the Vinnie Jones? Where's all the Gazers gone? Uh, and at the time, you go, he's a shithouse. And then 20 years later, you look back and go, they were, they were fantastic for the game. I, I, think he's, I think he's great. I think the more 
Are we allowed to swear on this, by the way? Yeah, you're fine. It's a bit late for that. It's a bit too late. I won't do any big swears, I don't think. Um, but I think the last more year, of a shithouse he is, the more I like it. <laughs> I am absolutely with you. Um, however, Helen, the, the same seniors returns to the tavern. What? Excited are you to see, to see them oh, all back? Oh my god, I'm gonna be in the same room as Co Stompey. <laughs> I'm gonna be in the same after. room as him. But the, the, the problem that I've got is I'm such a fan. Like, Mark Dubbridge is there. Like I haven't seen the guy for about 15 years. And even though uh, I know I used to do all the interviews with them years ago on the PDC and stuff, but I haven't seen him for about 15 years. And I'm just likely I, to just scream and stuff. And I have to make sure that I get to say hello to everybody before I get to do the pre. We're doing some pre-interviews this, this year. Uh, Jason, the organiser, has sent me a little, oh, we want you to have a chat with, you know, and uh, and Scott Mitchell and stuff, and I'm going to just have to make sure that I've got all the yes out the way first before I sit down and go. So, welcome to the seniors, and how nice <laughs> to be here, and try and kind of peg it all back a bit and stuff. To be fair, I was with you in Reading when we first did the first qualifier, and you were like a kid at a, at a sweet shop. It was it was a brilliant. Like Every even, time Ronnie, even even your best mate Ronnie Baxter was pleased to see you. Do you know? Yeah. <laughs> I love Ronnie so much. I freaking hate interviewing him because you can't tell if he's being sarcastic or not. Because I went, I started my interview by saying, look, it's Ruddy Ronnie Baxter. And he went, Roddy? Who's Roddy? And I went, no, I said Ruddy Ronnie. And he went, no, you didn't. You said Roddy. I said, I didn't. I said, I've known you for 20 years. I know what your name is. He said, you said Roddy. I said, I said Ronnie. And then the camera went, should we just do this again? <laughs> I was like, oh, no, this was gold. I wanted to put it out. I wanted that to go out because it was just two minutes of us arguing of whether I called him Ronnie or Roddy. But, um, and then when we did start properly, all he said was, why am I qualifying? Why am I not invited? And I wanted to go, oh, she didn't win, <laughs> you didn't win anything. You didn't actually win anything. Was like, I, should have been invited. I should have been invited. Like, okay, I'll, I'll, let's write an email. Let's complain about that. And now he is invited. And now I'm very happy about that as well. There's a there's some insane fixtures, isn't there? In in this, just to look at and go, oh, the, the one that I'm really disappointed. I'm so excited to see Mark Dubbridge. I'm so excited to see Glenn Durrant. And they bloody play each other. So <laughs> one of them's going out first round. On that Friday night, which is just oh, ridiculous. The Friday night. So even before the draw was done, it was ridiculous. So then you chuck in Co, Roland, Mark, and... Yeah. Hang on, I've got the... Uh, Colin McGarry playing Phil Taylor. So, yes. How did you miss that one out of all of them? Out of all of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're the Dutch boys. Yeah. I was thinking about, I tweeted that this afternoon. I just tweeted, by the way, have you seen the Friday night fixtures? And immediately, within a minute, Keith Deller had tweeted, oh, I think Friday afternoon's better. Picture <laughs> 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 of all of his merchandise that he's going to be flogging there. And, um, and I tweeted back and went, oh, fair enough. And then I went, by the way, 
does the 138 stand for? And somebody replied. <laughs> it's like the biggest running joke, isn't it? Like, oh, oh I just like, we didn't go for the ball, and I just went, oh, I'm not. Oh, someone, someone <laughs> actually told. And I was going to reply to that chap and say thanks ever so much for explaining that because Keith's never mentioned it before. <laughs> what, was the was the chap who responded Ronnie Baxter by the? John Lowe going on. I love John Lowe. I love John Lowe. I love him. Um, the other one that I'm disappointed about is um, David Cameron Richie Howson meeting in the first round. And how many bloody times does Richie Howson want to qualify, by the way? <laughs> Rude. No comment. <laughs> I just kept turning up. He qualified. <laughs> I get it, though. Why not? You know, keep your eye in. As long as the events are ranked, which they have to be when there's so few events on the tour, by not playing in them again, he's missing out long term. Mm. It cost him yeah. by, by qualifying day one last year. It cost him a shot a day too, whereas Prince and that went on to to do damage, etc. So, look, it's not a perfect system. It's only year two for the tour, and long term that will look changed. But as long as until you're getting 100 members regularly rock up to floor events, the Open Series, similar to to Pro Tours, you're not mm. going to get the rankings taken away from the qualifiers because you need to reward consistency. And, and there's only so many events we've got in a calendar. Yeah, um, I think it's the right way to do it, though, as well, because um, because, again, then, you know, if, if Richie just keeps winning the qualifiers, then it does go down to the rankings. So then you have the consistent players rather than somebody, you know, I could tip up on a on a Friday night and have a, have a decent run. And then all you're of not, a sudden. You're not old enough for that, Helen. Oh, <laughs> 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 Look at yeah, you. you we saw that on social media as well, didn't we? Oh, look at this. There's 305 darts, one on the floor, by the way. We can't do that anymore. Rubbish. Rubbish. I've um, seen you yeah, in that, was, that, that did the rounds. I, I don't know why. It, it turned up on TikTok. Somebody showed it to me and said, oh, this is doing the rounds on TikTok, which then spilled over to Twitter. Um, the thing that I will confess, though, is um, they, they came along and set the board up uh, it was before we went on air on Soccer AM, so it was quite early in the morning. And I said, "Look, I'm go I'm gonna, you know, leave me alone for a bit because I'm gonna have a chuck because I need to I want to get my eye in." And then they went, "All right, are we all ready?" And I went, "Yeah." And I and and I had a ch and I had a bung and I was I got like and it was really tight, but I got like seven. And I went, "I'm really sorry." I said, "Can, can we can we go again?" And they went, "Well, yeah, all right." And then I felt really really bad because I think Max hit a spawny treble 20 or something and I went I said it's not what you've hit I said I can't I just I just can't and they went yeah go on then we'll go again and we went again and then I just, I just went schlunk schlunk bounce out and then and and then I think Max followed up with something hopeless and uh, I, I did say and he said no he said I get it you know you play yeah. So I did. I I think they went to all of the other studios, and I think everybody else. Um, hang on, everyone at Price needs to swear. <laughs> right, Edgar doesn't follow me on Twitter, and that's pissed me off for years. <laughs> <laughs> You've been told. You know that. what? Can I can I confess something? Every time 
So I'd <laughs> hover over him and his damn 170, four to one, mm, evens. Come on. Oh. <laughs> so whenever Not I one. see Matt Edgar come up, I hover over and I go, he still doesn't follow me. So you know what? I'm not going to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> this has been going on for years, and I saw him pop up tonight, and I went, fuck it, I'm going to follow him. <laughs> so I follow, I follow him on Twitter. Uh, guilt tripped him to follow an Edgar TV. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Murph is in as well. Happy you are good, Murph. Shall um, we actually talk about the draw, then? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pissed around for 20 minutes. Oh, sorry. Is that what... Um... No, I'm loving this, but someone might want our opinions on who's actually going to win. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, that's right. I'm just getting up the the, the rest of the... Um... What is missing from the senior's darts? Colin Lloyd. Colin Lloyd isn't old enough yet. Colin's only 49. Um... And neither is Wayne Mardo, Helen. You've got a job to do, by the way. Oh, to get him in. He says he only plays yeah. for fun. No. Yeah. But yeah because I... last year when you spoke to him at the tavern and we gave him that tour card that wasn't actually yeah. a talk, he was all ready to go. And in a year, it's changed a bit. So you've got yeah. some work to do. Yeah. I, I said, I'm just going to, I'm just going to put his name down. I'm just going to put his <laughs> name down anyway. It's just enough. Because he, he came along last year, obviously, because yeah. we, we chatted to him. So we've just got to say, oh, wait, can you just come along um, and then just announce him? And then just time it. So as he walks through the door, da 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 He won't let us down, surely. Like, oh, like wrestling Raw Rumble. Phil will be all over that. Oh, did yeah. someone say Raw Rumble? Don't start him off. <laughs> no. We haven't spoken about Chris Mason either. What a, what a way to start the tournament, by the way. Yeah. Chris Mason and Terry Jenkins. What no. a way to start. Yeah. In an ideal world, I think there are some fixtures that would move around, right? But because of how late the field was to be completed and to try and encourage people to book to see certain players, and we were getting a lot of questions about when's this person playing, when's this person playing, the only thing that was complete and ready to go at the time was the 16 seeds. So to give them sessions and, a, and an order was the only way to encourage people to book specific sessions and, and to answer some of those questions. And it just so happens that Chris Mason's fallen in the very first game, Richie Housen in the Thursday afternoon session, ten lives 10 minutes away. Uh, it's not ideal in the Thursday afternoon session. Ideally, it'd be Thursday evening or, or Friday evening, but it's just the way it, it fell this year, which is a little bit of a shame. But Mike Huntley being, he's 51. Yeah, yeah. That's I went to his qualifier. We were we were stood there going, no way, no way is that guy fifty. He played Pete Burgoyne in the live league the other week, who is Super Series of the week, who is the same age as me, and Pete genuinely looks older than him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so worried about interviewing him up on the stage if he wins. I'm going to just call him Michael all the way through because <laughs> it wouldn't be the worst thing you've said on stage. Ellen, so I won't He's got, he's, uh, I'm either just going to call him Michael, Michael, long gap, Huntley, or he's going to be Mike Huntley, don't. <laughs> That's going to be his name. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Huntley, don't. <laughs> Not with Bobby and that lingering. That would be a nightmare. Well, yeah. To be fair, yeah. Let Let it date, date 50 as well. Date. 
He's got some moves. Mm, I, yeah, I can't wait to meet him. Oh, so Soldier's a character. Mm. Yeah, I loved watching him. Um, uh, I watched the the uh, Americas thing. I never remember the names of anything, you know, but the thing that he was in. <laughs> well, the, the, the World yeah. Series. Yeah. Um, I thought he was great then. I loved it when um, he came over to play in the Worlds. Yeah. Then again, it's been sing too. Right. Can we agree, Helen, that you don't give anybody the microphone? We don't want any Dimitri at the World Championship moments. The microphone stays firmly in your hand and they can talk into it, but they are not getting it. <laughs> I, th I think I even, I even said that when that happened. I think I turned to Pete and said, um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's rule 1A. Not, you yeah. Hang on to it. No. <laughs> You're not oh. Yeah. yeah don't hand that over. No. Um, Scott Mitchell. Big favourite for me. Yeah, I agree. I think we're unanimous in that. And it's almost a shame that he's going to run into Robert Thornton round two, I think. I, I was steadily impressed with Roland last year. I think he's got an extra level, but I'm not sure how much he'll have put on the board. Don't think Peter Manley's going to cause Scott Mitchell too much resistance. So when those two meet in the following round, that's going to be a big, big clash and go a long way to deciding who potentially lifts his title, I think. Yeah. The, the draw hasn't been Manley's friend, really, in the last two World Championships. Phil Taylor last time and then Stop Mitchell mm. favourite this time or Seton favourite isn't very have, nice at all. You have to ask yourself, though, does Manley give a shit? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> and well, I, I, mean that, I mean that in the nicest possible yeah. way, that Manley, he just loves being there. Like, he, he loves all the drama uh, around it. So He yeah. is the ultimate shit out. <laughs> I remember yeah. in Holefield, Helen, you weren't at Hull. He um he walked past as a kept telling us he was going to absolutely batter John Park. And to be quite frank, it was one of the worst games of the entire calendar last year, right? Went to an extra leg, you know, absolutely knackered. He comes trudging past the media room, just poked his head, he went, Told you boys, now I'm gonna have Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> he got absolutely nowhere near him. Oh. Yeah, I love the man. He was always my favourite interviewee. Once at the Worlds, I was doing a post-match with him. He, he he just qualified for the final. And um, and so we were doing the post-match and they'd curtained off an area. So you had the bar, which was the players' lounge and all friends and family out. And and it was live, but obviously there's a delay of like a second and a half. And I'm talking to him. And, because, and normally we used to have a laugh, but be, because he just qualified for the finals, um, I thought, you know, let's play this seriously and respect. He's now in the world final. So I'm chatting away to him in it. And then of course he, and he used to do it with such that face on as well. And he'd say, well, you know, I need to go and get some rest now because being the athlete that I am. Um, and I thought, no, I'm not going to bite because he's in the final. And so I'm going to respect that. And then of course, a second and a half later, about 300 people just pissed themselves laughing from the other side of the curtain where it, the live had then gone out there and I couldn't go and keep a straight face. And I, I'd managed to go, I'm not going to, I'm not going to bite. I'm not going to bite. I'm not going to bite. And then, uh, uh, and then everybody else creased up laughing and that was it. It was gone. That's all you did. Love him. Yeah. We're, we're going to get some manly dark arts as well as Murph said there. He tried it on Jenks in the super series, which was fun. Can't quite see those two meeting here. They're in opposite halves of the draw, which will be in a final. 
Um, the seniors is on BT and um, BBC Red Button and Interactive. BBC Digital, BT. Uh, it's on RTL7 in the evenings in the Netherlands. And then it's available for $10 just for the entire tournament on pay-per-view uh, for the rest of the world. Helen, do you think yes. your old mucker, Mr. Taylor, is in a bit of bother in round one? Um... <laughs> possibly yeah yeah which is it's a difficult thing to say those words out loud isn't it yeah phil taylor's in a always a, always been a slow starter anyway but um i'd like i would like to see him win one Two yeah. finals he made improvements last year. last year, didn't he? He was beaten by Painter yeah. at the Tavern, which I think a few people saw come in, but a lot of people were still enamoured by the fact that it was Phil Taylor, but there was a few of us going, actually, you might be in a bit of trouble here. Painter's fired up, was playing a lot of Super Series. I have along the tour. never seen anybody so focused in a game of darts before. I think I watched Kevin Painter the whole time. One of my favourite things, I know I'm in a privileged position where I'm sat right at the side of the stage, but I love watching the non-thrower. It's one of the things that I do because I have to nip up and do the, the post-match. I'm observing everything. It's almost like never mind, because I'll know if somebody checks out a one six four. I'll know that. I can I can hear it. I don't need to actually see it. I like watching the ones that stand behind and beat themselves up and start knocking themselves about. And I find it, I find it fascinating. And Painter was backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards and the fingers and the this. I've never seen anybody so channeled and focused in a game of darts in my life. Brilliant. It was almost like getting your revenge on a school bully that moment, wasn't it, for Painter? Like, not, not that that is this scenario, but very similar. Like, for so long, Taylor just had his number, had every single opportunity that he wanted, and to get that chance and shot at him, he was never going to let it down, was he? No, no. And then, and then, of course, lost the next round, which was, I thought he put so much energy into, into beating Taylor that it was almost like that's what he came. Of course, he came to win it, but that was almost like second prize for him. I've, I've done it. I've, well, it was the first thing he said when I walked on stage. I've done it. I've done it. It's taken me all these years. I've done it. Absolutely loved it. Uh, who else do we have to talk about? I'm glad Lisa's back. I'm glad Lisa's back in it. Looking forward to seeing what she can do. Trina against Dennis Harbour will be a tough one. Yeah. And it'll be, a, I'll be honest, it might be a bit of a tough watch as well. Dennis Harbour is not the quickest player in the world. I refereed his qualification final against Kev Dowling. And I was stood there for quite a while. It went all the way as well. He is very steady. He won't be he won't be moved off his pace or anything. They're both quite experienced, played lakeside numerous <laughs> times. But that one should be quite interesting. I want to talk about David Cameron. Because that is a horrible draw with Richard Dowling. But the fact that it's a Thursday afternoon might just help Cameron because I'm not sure how many fans Housing yeah. is going to be able to get there. I spoke to Daryl Fitton at the weekend. And he was like, I hated the atmosphere because it was just so pro-Richie opening night last year. Mm -hmm. They played each other twice. 
Cameron's mm. won both of them. One was on the Friday night before Cameron qualified. One was in the semi-finals yeah. at the Masters. David Cameron has won 14 out of his last out of 15 matches in the World Seniors. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And he experienced Ali Pali only, how many weeks ago was it? A few it? weeks ago, yeah. More set plays. He's got a chance to recover, not get behind to someone like a big scorer, a Taylor, a McGarry. I mean, he handled Phil Taylor in a final <laughs> last year at a venue where he'd been beaten in a world championship second round literally six weeks before. He came to qualify after losing in a world championship. He got yes. Uber from Lakeside to Reading two days in a row because he'd already <laughs> he played the but- qualifier just in case Lakeside didn't go very well for him. But and also he was getting he was getting walloped by Kevin Painter as well in the Masters yeah. and then turned it round but he kept pinging double five he kept he he kept missing tops missing tens and then pinging double five because you were going guy can't he's not going to get ahead he can't finish can't finish and then all of a sudden he's won it by nailing double five every time. I think if that was in hole at the match play Mm. He'd have been beaten quite early, but the fact it was the short sets of the Masters that gave him a chance to get back in. And then looking back, yeah, he lost in the quarterfinal of the Friday night. Then he wins the qualifier outright, and then he goes and wins the tournament outright. And we haven't seen him play seniors since because the field for the match play was already announced when he won the Masters. So his reward for winning the Masters, yeah. right, you're straight in the world next year. We'll have you back. But mm. it's not that easy to just hop on a flight from Canada to come and play in a weekend yeah. open series in. Manchester and somewhere near Newcastle as it was last year for him. So I'm quite intrigued to see what he can do. And that's a horrible draw with Richie Houser. Even though it's a horrible draw, I think it, it adds something lovely to the seniors that we've got these two players that aren't household names within the world of darts. Because you look down at this, you go, oh my God, like Mark Dubbridge. Uh, uh, but I don't know if he, I, I know he played in the Super Series and I know he, he won one. But there are people who haven't watched though. I don't know if he can still throw a dart anymore. And there's us, we're talking about two qualifiers. I know David Cameron has, has won one of the tournaments, but in it, but in essence, we're talking about two qualifiers here that aren't household darts names and saying, what a hell of a draw that is. It's on the first day, it's in the afternoon, it's the first round draw, and we're talking about it. And that I, I think that's what's nice as well about this tournament is you have your household names, but then your qualifiers they're the ones that are still playing competitive darts. Yeah. They're the ones that are sneaking up on the rails and can snitch these tournaments. I, I wouldn't be surprised to see one of them 
go deep again. I mean, I've got eyes on Colin McGarry as well. Darren Johnson's absolutely... I mean, Andy Jenkins is in a, <laughs> in a relatively nice part of the draw. It takes right. on Bob Anderson first. I mean, I love Bob, but he's not playing at the same level as Andy Jenkins is right now. Then it'll be Cameron or Housen, so that will be a tough battle. But once you're settled up there, he's no mug. He's probably playing more regularly than anybody else right now when he gets his, his foot in the door in Portsmouth. So it's just stacked everywhere you look. I'm quite excited. Have you packed yet? Is that the next thing? Because I'm currently doing some washing in the most typical male yeah. wash. <laughs> I have actually, yeah, this afternoon, I've, I've packed, packed, some, packed some stuff. To come round, yeah, very, very excited, very excited. The um, the only thing that's going to be a little bit um, that I was thinking of earlier is a little bit sad, um, because we invited John Gwyn round last year, didn't we? Um, yeah. to do uh, and I was so so humble because when it was an when the seniors was announced, because John Gwyn, absolute legend of broadcasting, let alone dark, you know everything all of the sport that he did and he contacted me and said oh I've, I've just heard about the seniors he said do you think you could have a word and I could come down and and do a bit and I was like oh my god he's asking he's asking me and I got straight on to Jason Tame and said please can we can we because I don't want to go back and go yeah I've asked no um <laughs> and he said oh, yeah absolutely we'll get him down to do a guest spot so it was lovely because that was the last time I saw him and if he hadn't have come down, and he wanted to, he wanted to come down so badly. Um, and so it's it's lovely that I did get to see him and he did get to commentate one more time at the Circus Tavern. Um, but yeah, it's sad. We've lost him. We lost him last year. So he won't be there. He won't be there this year. But I'm sure that at some point over the, the course of the four days, one of us somewhere, somebody will say, Gwynny. Yeah, 100%. And do you know what? I think Murph's still in the chat room. We owe a lot to Murph for that moment as well because Gwynny commentated on the final and it would have fallen. Gwynny was set up, Thornton mismatched Arts and it then would have fallen on Murph and Murph threw the line straight back to Gwynny. So Thornton winning the title is commentated on by John Gwynn. That moment we've got on socials, we're never going to lose that. But that's a yeah. big thanks to Chris Murphy as well for, for letting that happen because that moment will be... Immortalised in, in seniors history, and, and that was Murph's first ever TV gig as well. So to give up the winning mm. moment at that moment was was just oh. one of the most selfless acts I think I've ever seen in, in that regard. So look, I haven't said that to him before, but massive, massive thanks to Murph for that. Oh, that's that's yeah. just a brilliant moment. That promo video that's been cut, I said to you, God, when we did it, I can't watch it because it gets me. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. I just can't watch it because just that Gwynny moment gets me. And I guess more generally as well, that is one of the downsides of, of doing a seniors tour. Obviously, we lost Andy Fordham not mm. too long before the event started last year after he'd already been invited. Uh, at some point, it is inevitable that we are going to lose more legends of the game that have been around for so, so long. But I think the way that we honour them, the, the names on the flights, on the trophies, is yeah. such a nice little touch and, I don't think that will ever go away from what the seniors want to do and remember all those legends because it's because of them that we have this opportunity, really. Yeah, yeah. 
And that wasn't the way everybody expected this to go when Helen walked on calling people shit houses 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't see what I was doing to you lot while I was in the living. <laughs> um, so, um, is it a one o'clock start on? Yeah, 1 p.m. afternoons, 7 p.m. final uh, evenings. Um, that one, of course, the one only Mr. Bobby George will take his place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I saw Ray Stubbs. Ray Stubbs popped along to Reddit last week, and he's very excited to work with Bobby again, or, or Robert <laughs> calls him. But yeah, Bristol, mm. Bristol would have. Oh my god, he would have loved this. Oh, how much would he have loved this? He'd been all over it, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think all that's left to do, Helen, we need to ask you who you think is going to make the final and who wins it. Um, In true I'm not going to... I'm just going to start eating sweets. Right, <laughs> 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 no lies. All of this here, this is what it normally looks like, but because it's... Me and Pete don't drink and we love sweets and chocolate, and everybody buys us sweets and chocolates, I have to spend 20 minutes moving all <laughs> of the chocolate and the sweets. There was... It was up to there. <laughs> the sweets. I've swerved the question, because... I... I do think Scott Mitchell will do well. I think Robert will go... <sighs> I don't think it's fair to ask me because I'm pleased for everybody who wins. And also I have to go up with a microphone. <laughs> and so if I say, I think Scott Mitchell will do well. And then Peter Manley, beats, I'm not saying Peter Manley's sitting watching this, but I might turn around and go, Peter Manley, and go, hey, well played. And he goes, well, I heard that you said Scott Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't. I don't think I should. There's a reason Barzi's doing the preview for Online Task Rug's little video next later in the week. Because I'm in the same position. I'm like, nah, I can't be going, oh, by the way, I need an interview from you now for all these media outlets. And Yeah. Well, so why have you asked me then? Helen, absolute pleasure to have you on the live lounge. Thank you very much for coming on. And we can't wait to see you Thursday at the Circus mm -hmm. Tavern. Well, Friday for me. Sounds like you're bringing yeah. the snacks. I'm around there Wednesday, you slackers. We're there Wednesday. Wednesday. Is there any Barzi that's going off to Cardiff? Don't you well, know? I'm going yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. And disappearing. But I'm still, I'll still be there Part before timer. you. Part-timer. <laughs> Part-timer. Who, who are my stats nerds? All of you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think that falls on me. <laughs> yeah. Because that, that's what sometimes I come flying up to you. You yeah. know, those you, you're, you're like the Big Bang Theory of darts nerds, you lot. <laughs> Aren't you all sitting in the dark right in the back? Wait, 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 wait. That's Sheldon yeah. above me. He will have every fact this weekend. Oh, I know, I know. I, I only agreed to come on this tonight so that I could so I could learn all my prep for next week. <laughs> <laughs> We're sat a bit closer to you this year as well. We're actually sat by where the first studio was, so we can get closer. Oh, you were on the oh. we're, not, we're not sitting behind the stage again. That was the worst looking yeah, press you've ever seen. It was an experience, definitely an experience, but it's a good job. Not on with epileptic, 
Oh yeah, you had all the um... that strobe light going off for two days. <laughs> for those that don't know, last year our press room turned into a table, literally on the actual stage behind the one we'd created for the event. So like to to get rid of all the show, but we, it's just a big wooden board basically with supports on the back of it, so we can see like all of the pieces of paper being scrunched up and thrown through the back when the next leg starts <laughs> on the floor, piling up next to us. Yeah. We, we can't make any noise. The projectors are backwards, so we can't actually see what's going on. We can't oh, have the first on because it's really too loud. Annoying. Yeah, I came wheeling in with me a little try. I mean, luckily, I don't have a like big ego, but I just said, is there a dressing room like just where I can dump this stuff? No. And they went, oh, hang on a minute. There's a cupboard around the back here. And I opened it and there was, and there was two lighting guys sitting in there. He went, hello. And I went, oh, <laughs> I, um, I take it this isn't a dressing room. They went, well, there's a sink and a plug socket in here, but our lighting controllers. <laughs> and I went, I'll go find somewhere else because otherwise I'm going to be down in my knickers with, with you lot changing into my socks. Oh, no, no. Uh, so, uh, yeah, and there was just a bit behind the curtain behind the, and i did think the big screens up there if i get changed is everyone gonna see this silhouette of me like this but it really changing me frog oh, uh, yeah like luckily i'm not i don't care about anything like that i just you know uh, came on covid though hooray oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. Everyone in the chat room, give Helen an absolute round of applause. What a legend for coming on. And we'll see you all in a few days' time, Helen. Bye. Bye. Follow me. There you go. Follow Hell's Bells. (laughs) The one and only Miss Helen Chamberlain. Um, Right, we've got some questions off the back of this. Uh, Yeah, Patrick, quarterfinal Sunday afternoon, Gob? Yes, mate. Uh, I'm doing a media info pack that I'll email to you very, very shortly. Uh, Rose is laughing. Um, Pete, yes, they didn't have any this week because they haven't been delivered in time, but they're going to put me some by. I've asked for them for you. So have we got any have... ones? No, from the PDC sticker album. Yeah, have we got any OD ones? Long ways, by the way. Just yeah, I have. Here. Good. Can I have a couple, please? Yeah. Keith Della signed one of the work shirts last year, and I'm aware I've covered it up with stickers previously. It now looks ridiculous, so I need to. Uh, how we doing? Then? <laughs> Good. Um, absolutely superb from everyone. Um, lots of love for Hell's Bells in the chat room. We'll show them all. Um, Tommy, we're not going to promise a guest every week. But we will. We are going to try and get someone on. Most weeks, we're going to say, "Aren't we, boys?" Tommy, just say, "I'll be disappointed if we don't have someone on next week." After the seniors, hint, hint, yeah. cough, cough. This is a Canadian. They might be in the air, so we might not have a choice. And I know. To be fair, can I say this yet? No. no. <laughs> well, you've just given it away. Definitely at least one of them is going to be in Portsmouth by the sounds of it. Two. Yeah. <laughs> There's two in Portsmouth. Well, Owen Bates has put on socials that he's playing next week today, so... All right, so, yeah, there's there's two of the seniors in Portsmouth next week. <laughs> um, my mates are just messaging me going, oh, my God, you've got my mortal enemy on the show. 
because last year in one of the ads or in one of the warm-ups and whatever, we had absolutely no crowd trouble whatsoever. But a few of my friends were there that had sort of tickets for uni mates or whatever. And Helen Chamberlain managed to call out just one person in the entire crowd who happened to be the man whose Monday wedding I was best man for and call him a dickhead because he was being a dickhead. <laughs> so he's just called Helen his mortal enemy. <laughs> uh, how are we doing? Weekly Darts cast is in. Going to be there on Thursday and Friday, I think. Um, but obviously Helen can't give her opinions on the seniors, but we can. <laughs> so... This is the draw bracket, Gob. Don't look at me. Ask Boise. Don't look at me. Ask Dob. <laughs> oh, so like, like, like usual, I'll, I'll, I'll be the one that, that causes controversy, yeah? All right. We'll, we'll, do, we'll do usual. First round winners and then yeah. semis and yeah. finalists. Or yeah, when, have you, when have you ever picked first? Just, just out of curiosity. Yeah, never. All right, I'll call it now. Scott Mitchell wins. No, we asked you to who wins every match in the first round. Play the game, first right. round draw, who wins, and then semis and winner. Come on, man. Thornton beats Shulton. Yeah. Yeah. Mitchell beats Manly. Yeah. Yeah. Huntley beats Della. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Duff narrowly beats Lisa. Yeah. 3 2. <laughs> No. No. Because we said narrowly. No. You're going to leave win? Yeah. Is that because you think he's listening and you want to wind him up a bit? No. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I think Neil wins it 3 2. Um, I think Trina might win this one 3 2. She averaged well at County at the weekend. Nah, I think Harbour wins this. We're going to go Trina. Horrid to play against pace-wise. Boise? Harbour. Painter? Yeah. Yeah. Mason? Absolute coin toss. Oh, it is, but I'm just going Mace. Mm, yeah, Mace. Uh, Dubbridge? Yeah. Yeah. Adams. Tough one, this. Very, very tough. Wolfie's A game, considerably better. Concerned about longevity. Even if Wolfie does come through this, I I, I don't see Wolfie making the final again like he did last year. But he comes through this one for me. But he comes through this one, yeah. Yeah. Um, Gates. I've got O'Shea. I never one of them. That was Antonio O'Shea, ever. I'm going Gates. But <laughs> I know he doesn't like. I know he didn't particularly like the draw. Um. <laughs> then, Fitton. Yeah. Yeah. Now this one I don't know because I don't know how much either of these have played recently, but just on the balance. That I've seen more stats. I'm going John Park, but I genuinely don't know. I'm going Stompy. 
I know Stompy was practicing with Portella at the weekend, Hello. who yeah. we will no doubt mention in Rest of Darts later on. Yeah. Uh, but I'm going to go John Park. Um, Cameron. Howson. Howson. I don't see anything other than five sets, though. Yeah. No, me neither. Um, King of Cosham. Uh, that's me. When I went through there on the train once. Thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, J- Jenks for me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darren Johnson. I don't know, you know. I think this one's tighter than it looks. Not qu- not quick. Can't roll Larry out because he is still one of the top performers on the CDC, which is incredibly competitive still. And has just got so much more experience on TV. Darren Johnson is a very, very capable dart player and has been around a long, long time. But his lack of TV appearances and his lack of getting over the line i got a friend who calls him the unluckiest dart player in the world because he'll play well and someone always ups his game against him and there is just that worry that this might happen again. So I think Butler sneaks it. Not for me, Johnson. And then the, the, the bottom one, I think Taylor's in trouble. I think McGarry beats him. I think that's... A very large understatement. I think Colin McGarry is ridiculously talented. Um, his action is amazing. Like, one of the better ones I see whenever I go to the qualifiers, etc. So much self-belief and his scoring power is frightening. Yeah. Absolutely frightening. Now, look, Taylor... Play it better. We see him play some exhibitions, push Barney a few times at the back end of last year, chucking mid 90s averages. But they're best of sevens, best of nines. You've got to do that over sets. And all right, Friday night, big atmosphere, circuit seven, <laughs> Phil Taylor's den doesn't lose there very often, granted. But I'm, I'm expecting big things from Colin McGarry in this event. Oh, very big things. To I the point be- where a third of world seniors' titles have been won by a qualifier so far. I think we could be talking about half. I, I think Taylor that's over the line, but it's a horrible draw. Terrible. Honestly, like the amount of players that were saying, even like Daryl and Tony O'Shea are in, one's a qualifier, one's a seed, one's a non-seed, right? Daryl took one look at him and went, I'm glad I wasn't seeded, looking at the players that are in that part of the draw. Yeah. Um, uh, Anthony is in Hope you are good my friend He's obviously cheering on the CDC boys Mitchell loose to Thorn Round two is brutal Yeah um, Murph's gone I genuinely think Mason could win it I, I agree I, I think he could I think we are we are talking more about a field this year more than last year where there is more potential winners. We had a decent number last year, but obviously a lot of the talk was just about the return of Phil Taylor. Yes, it was the first event, but it was all about the return of Phil. Um, however, this year, because as you've alluded to, Dob, we've got the 
qualifiers and the opens where we've saw some huge numbers hitting there, consistently hitting there, and someone like Richie winning multiple tournaments, Tony Madari, I do think it, and probably add to that, we've seen a lot of the seniors who have not been playing in the qualifiers who are already seeded on the Super Series. They know there's a certain level that you've got to reach. And for me, this tournament dials up at a level maybe two this year in regards to performances. Um, so it does make it a very open field. And look, Pete's bang on with this. You can't replicate regular competitive. <coughs> and, and, and I'll never forget, Mace put it an absolute brilliant way once. You can't practice shit in yourself. You can play against the computer all you want, but you can't replicate that feeling when someone does you with a last dart or someone misses and, you, and you're in. You can't replicate that. I think the fact that we are still seeing, look, it's only been qualifier season so far, so Daryl Fitton's playing on Friday nights. We saw Thornton down in Reading. The fact we're seeing them this early this season already, there's a, uh, I think there's a fair few players that have been invited to the World Championships that intend to play the qualifier for Blackpool. Um, you're looking at a few others heading towards all the Open Series for the rest of the season in Newbury, etc. They want to be playing regularly against these guys on the tour as well. They, they need that competitiveness of darts. And obviously, the, the absence of WDF right now or or the lack of progression or, or however they see the WDF right now compared is they need this much practice and actually playing against the people that you might come up against on TV regularly or as, as regularly as, as there are seniors events this year is massive for them. Um, yeah, I, I don't think we'll see Phil at the Super Series. He, he was asked previously, but I, I don't think he will see it. Right, boys, finalists. Chat room as well. Who makes the World Seniors final? No idea. No. I'm changing my mind on one of the finalists. Where's the other one I want? Oh, he's in the top half as well. I've got two qualifiers. He must have three in mind in the top half, I think. Yeah. The three that I that I kind of fancy from the top half. Mitchell, Mason, Painter. No. I think there's going to be a couple of brutal second round games. Thornton versus Mitchell, we all agree, is going to be yeah. round two. Yeah. The other brutal one that I think is Mason against Dubbridge. Yeah. I, I, I genuinely think... They were in the same group at the Super Series, weren't they? Yeah, that's what I mean, yeah. Um, I know Mark's been in Benidorm for the week practising, so there's no distractions, no high yeah. whatever. Straight to the to the venue, get some practice in, disappear, etc. I think... Scott Mitchell beats Colin McGarry in the final. I think we have a qualifier in the final as well. I think Kevin Painter beats Richie Oson. 
I think I'm, I'm going to stick to my guns. I think Scott Mitchell makes the final from the top half. Semi-final from the bottom half will be Colin McGarry against Leonard Gates. Mitchell beats Gates in the final. And I was just looking at Leonard's little section. I'd really fancy him to come through that. Tough one against Wolfie if Wolfie gets going and in the shorter format, and obviously that's only one match that day. My, my concern with Mitchell is three games on that final day, but the fact he was in a challenge tour final a couple of weekends ago in yeah. the evening. Stamina's not an issue because he's Stamina's not an issue for tour. him. And, and look, yeah. without being disrespectful to Scott, you look at him and think maybe it would be, but I don't yeah. think it will be at that level. No, I, I don't think stamina's an, an, an issue. Um, but I, I think Mitchell will play either Flash or Chris in the semi-final. I think the winner of that comes through. Either way, can we just stack this off and go to the tavern now? Right. No, no, we can't because we're not packed. No. <laughs> no, we can't. Cause I've, got, I've got to do my Naughty Boys course tomorrow first. You've been speeding? Yeah. Oh, dear. Surprise. <laughs> to, to be fair, the fact I've only just been caught, I'll, I'll take that. I'll put my hands up. <laughs> um, right. We're going to Cardiff. Night two of the Premier League. Um, Christ. <laughs> Look, we're not gonna we're not gonna spend a massive amount of time on this. It's the same, mate. We've spoken about them already. Chat room, get involved as well. I just want one word: Smith or Clayton? Smith. Smith. Clayton. Aspinall or Wright? Snakey. Same. Same. Price or Doby? Gezi. Can't see anything but a Derby win. Gezi won't lose to Doby and Cardiff, I don't think. Then you big deal. If he gets beat in a flat performance in Cardiff, the conversation we had earlier is a very real concern. It's literally the only venue, the only time on the entire calendar in 365 days of the year playing darts that Gerwin Price has support. Yeah. That's why I'm going Johnny as well in the, the first one. MVG Vandenberg. Van Gerwen. Same. So, from your chosen selections, who makes the final? We saw it on night one. I think we'll see it on night two. MVG Smith. I'm going Snakey Van Gerwen. I'm going Van Gerwen Clayton. Who wins? Smith. Van Gerwen.
Go on. I said Snakey beats Van Gerwen. Sorry, I didn't hear My fault. Slack him. So that is the Premier League. Right. A week in darts. There's plenty to talk about, good and bad. First of all, we'll do the the not so good one. Oh, wait a minute. We've got some breaking news, everyone. We'll come back to this in a second. However, <laughs> we have we have a following on Twitter. <laughs> um, look, everyone saw. Um, I'm guessing most people saw uh, Diogo's post yesterday about a attempt at humour that's cost him. Is it one or all sponsors? All, I believe. Do we know which manufacturer that is? Because he was with Bulls. However, at Q School, he was wearing another manual. I don't want to say it just in case it's not common knowledge, but was wearing another manufacturer's jersey at Q School. No idea. But either way, look, look, the joke wasn't great. But was it worthy of losing all sponsors over? I don't know. I don't know. Look, I think... Of all people and of all players in the sport as well, it's just one of those moments where you expect better of somebody. I fully agree. I look at it and it wasn't even a, a dark humour joke. It was just shit. Yeah. Right. And it, it poked fun at, at mental health and, and being in the position that Diogo's been in. And, and his, his word and afterwards, his statement saying that, I've been there and the fact that I can joke about it, etc., is, is good for me. I didn't really consider how it would impact others whilst maybe correct. I just think that when you're in the public eye like Diogo is, I just, I'm not a fan of it. No, no, I, I, I agree. It's And there are sometimes, whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it, whether you think it's snowflakes or cancel culture or whatever else, when you are a professional sportsman, there is a level of just there's just a level of person that you have to be better. Yeah, there are yeah. some things you cannot say or, or post publicly yeah. on social media in, in that regard, and that came across as as one of those. I mean, look, the statement was really well written. He's apologised numerous of times. There've been people that have defended and, and whatever else and said, look, he's not actually like that. It's just a lapse. He has since tweeted that um, he is playing in the Super Series at the back end of March and as a gesture of goodwill, he's donating 50% of any winnings to a mental health charity. Uh, that was an hour ago. So, look, he is attempting to make amends for it. It's clearly cost him in terms of sponsors. That's what he said. Um there's a few more followers and everything. There's a chance for it to come out of this. It's not end of the world going to cost him his entire career in the sport. 
it's a mistake. He'll learn from it. There's been repercussions of it in both directions, and his his humor will continue. I think on social media. If anything, you look at the timing of when he started posting jokes, etc., on social media. It seemed to correlate with him coming out of a dip in in mental health. So actually, that is a, a sort of release for him, if you like, on social media. So look, I think it's a, a chance for him to learn from it. He's he's had punishments. He's clearly accepted them. There's people that are like, oh, who are his sponsors? Name and shame and blah, blah, blah. He doesn't want any of that. No. He just wants to move on with it now and he's attempted to make repercussions. So, yeah. Yeah, it is just that. I think he just, he thought that does the joke didn't offend him. However, it didn't offend him. He thought he wouldn't offend other people. And it was it's just back to that being a professional and trying to understand what you are putting out is threat and it's not going to harm anyone and, and have an impact on your career in any way. I've from what from what I've heard from a lot of players and people who've met him, it's not the type of person he is to sort of be like that. But it's just hopefully one mistake and he moves on to to better things. And you know, it's the positive to come out of that is if what you've just said, there'll be said, mentioned that fifty percent of his money is being donated from the Super Series. Then let's look at the positives from from what's happened. Yeah, definitely. Um, on some brighter news, the UK Open, we have father and son combination. Congratulations to the Richardsons. James joins Josh at the UK Open, coming through one of the qualifiers. We're all hoping, aren't we? It would be funny. Yeah. <laughs> you mean the same way we look for Fallon versus Menzies at the World Championship? Yeah. You want all these little battles, don't you? And, and and plus we we remember last time that um James played Josh on TV nine dart the seventh and final leg James to throw first wallop have one of them son yeah you could have a what a Richardson family affair at the UK Open as well as someone like Tad Bittaten on Luke Littler that UK Open round one took that very tasty very quickly Please. and add to that. Qualifications for Daniel Lee and Brett Clayden as well, who come through the their fields. Good yeah, question. Is that Leighton and its second defeat in a final in turn trying to qualify for this as well? Yeah. Yeah. Have father and son ever played on TV? Um they played at the, the online league as it was then on TV, but as in a TV major televised tournament, premier event, whatever the freaking hour we're calling them now, have a father and son ever played each other? Don't think so. The ones that spring to mind, Bobby George was long retired before Richie was on stage. Richardson's no. Don't think the Browns played each other on TV. The Monks didn't. The Monks didn't. And then I know Josh Payne's dad plays on the seniors, but I don't think he's ever been higher level than that to have played Josh anywhere. Dobie Senior was at the back. I don't think, obviously, Chris... Never travelled. No. Never travelled. <laughs> Possibly one of the best dart players that the world doesn't know about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Gordon's unreal. Yeah. Um. So, no, I don't think so. Uh, as you've asked nicely, Johnny got to the last 32 and Sully, oh, yes, you can have a shout-out, Johnny. <laughs> Did you get a bar? <laughs> <laughs> um, also, some, some interesting county results at the weekend. All up and down... Up and down the country, this they're taking shape. That um, that Yorkshire side was a bit frightening at the weekend. 
three world championships played in uh, three world champions played in their B side. I think yeah. there's a record number of 90 plus averages this weekend, a record number of 60 plus in the women's as well. So it's shaping up competitive. I haven't checked out all the results because the graphic wasn't out when I looked and trying to filter through darts windows was a nightmare. I've had a look at the ones that affect me. Um, but yeah, not too far away now. I'll tell you what, look, and I'm not knocking the UK DA or whoever does it through darts or windows, but can we just get it on Dark Connect? It'd be a lot freaking easier. I thought it was going to. Yeah, I did as well. When they first became a thing, and then I'm not sure if that, that deal ended up to Magic Weekend or else. I, I'm not sure if Dark Connect basically could have been the system needed it for the entire weekend, so they stayed with Darts of Windows. But yeah, I will say um, though, and this isn't a dig at the player directly, but there is, and it, it's highlighted by the fact that Brett Clayton won the event. I don't think if you've had a tour card and have just come off it or on the Challenge Tour or whatever else, you should be able to go to a UK Open qualifier at Riley's. If you played in the PDC in any capacity last year, Pro Tour, Challenge Tour, Dev Tour, Women's Series, if that carries UK Open, I don't think it does yet, you should be allowed to go to a Riley's Open qualifier because you've had a chance to reach the UK Open. Don't and whilst you might technically be an amateur at that point, because you no longer have a tour card or whatever else, <laughs> I you don't get the stories. I, I, I that's reserved that that bit should be reserved for pure amateurs, nobodies, people that you haven't heard of that get a chance to go and play in a professional environment for the weekend. I agree with the pro tour. I don't agree with the challenge. I think the challenge tour is still amateur enough to play a UK Open qualifier. But if you've then gone to Tewstall, you've also got another qualification that if you get a charge, you get a place at the UK Open. But some only went and played one day to play the challenge tour. What's second stage then? Because they don't want to be a pro tour player. But the only way you can play Challenge Tour is to go to Q School. Yeah, but they want the benefits of being a pro tour player. Because let's be honest, everybody that we know that went there with those intentions or those, I'll play one day. If I don't get my card, then I'm happy being a Challenge Tour player is, is the way to word it. Went there with the intentions of being a decent Challenge Tour player to reap the rewards of being a pro tour player without the full-on commitment. Possibly, yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. But I still think that the challenge tour is amateur enough not to exclude it, in my opinion. I, I at least think you should exclude anybody from stage two. Yeah, possibly. I could go with that. But, yeah, it, I just... That's such a, a niche part of darts that needs protecting, I think, in a, in a pure amateur sense. And you think how many players have come through it or used it as a backdoor entry in the last few years. Nah, that's not what that bit's about. That's about Ned Bolton in room three up on stage going, this guy that played six times for his local county is about to reach the third round. Magic. Magic. 
And we haven't had that for a while, though, to be fair. Louis Williams wasn't playing Dev at that point. People still knew the name Louis Williams when he did what he did. Ish. In, I, I refereed for him at County six weeks before that, and that was the first time I'd heard of the kid. No, we we heard the name Louis Williams. No, not at that yeah. point. Not at that point. Um, we what else have we missed in a week in darts? I've been doing anything else. Uh, you mean we've actually done all right? No, it means we've all missed the same thing and the summit missed. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah I'll, we'll, we'll go back. Congratulations to Raymond Smith on winning Series 2 of the Motor Super Champions Series. Week, Philip. Champions Week. Champions Week. I told you we missed the same thing. £20,000 better off. And I'll tell you what, he was outplayed for a lot of that final against Matt Clark. And oh my God, the guru showed an absolute set of balls in that last leg decider. Raymond Smith is the sort of player that makes you sit up and go, the one two eight are not the best one hundred and twenty eight players in the world. A hundred percent. Because he's he's just far too good. Far, far too good. And different circumstances. He he might well be in the UK cutting his teeth as a as a super as a tour card holder and, and whatever else. And he's just solid. Look, and his first reaction a cheer, shook Matt Clark's hand and gave his darts away to a kid that turns up every single week. Probably saves him having to take the points out so they can sneak him on his hand luggage back to back to Australia. <laughs> but he still gave those darts away straight away. That was his first reaction. Not, yeah, I'll do this afterwards and whatever it was. Bang, here you go, kid. You've been amazing. And I love that about him. Yeah. Um... And when... You know when people are dickheads, right? But the fact that so many people just come out and go, genuinely nice bloke, genuinely nice bloke. You don't say that about everybody. Yeah. Why that? Um, yeah, look, this one was was very, very sad and and came from absolutely nowhere that, look, thoughts with uh, Momo's family, Played in the World Cup for um, the PDC and look, just terribly sad, boys. Yeah, very sad. Such a young age. Very much a shame. Yeah. Um, yeah, thoughts with with her family and friends at this time. Right, question time. Are we ready? Yeah. Evening, Eric. Hope you are good. Um, so, yeah, plenty coming up on the channel this week as well. So, if you haven't yet, make sure you like and subscribe. Uh, make sure you drop us a like as well on the stream. Oh, good, good question, James. Get darts rankings up. 
Yeah, I've just done exactly the same while you was uh um On the tour card race, Danny Noppet's three gra- under three grand off of being top four in the world. Um, reaction is a noppy reaction. <laughs> um, so I'm that genuinely. Top six: um, Smith, Van Gerwen, Humphreys. I still think I think Price will have a good or a good enough year. Price, Noppet. Rob Cross. Smith, MVG. Can't see anything other than Humphreys being in there still. Cross, Price, still Peter Wright. Even though I know he, he dropped significantly this year, he's got a lot of money to make up, but I still see Peter Wright in that top six. We going for Gob? Smith, Van Gerwen, Humphreys, Wright, Noppert, Cross. Derwin Price not in the top six? No. Mm, interesting. He's only, what, 18 grand up on Aspinall at that point. I think Cross has a belt every year. Um. Are you yeah, born in the Premier League? Not, not, not yet, Tommy, but it's not far away. I am. Uh, yeah, Adam, for me, on this one, I think the next step would be to have a second World Series event. Like in the Oceanic region, you have a double header. So, Toronto, please. Are you, whichever, way, whichever way you have them, New York, Toronto, Toronto, New York would be the next step for me. Look, Madison mm-hmm. Square Garden last year was 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 unreal. And if we can build on that again this year, then hopefully we can see a second World Series event in North America. I can see them moving it from MSG at one point, though. I, I don't think it's ever going to be big enough to take up the actual... MSG, and I don't like the theatre style, the road at the back. So I think you might as well. Look, they'll use MSG to lean on the name a little bit more, but I wouldn't be surprised to see it move to Boston. Yeah. So um, I, I can see a long term a boss because you know how they move them around in Australia as well. We've seen Sydney, yeah, uh, Melbourne, etc. Yeah. Now it's uh, Wollongong and Townsville. Townsville. I could see a, a Boston move in a couple of years' time and then a Toronto or, or somewhere as a double. Yeah. I think it would stay East Coast for now. Yeah. Uh, the only other option is Vegas and the timing's a bit more of a pain in the ass and you're relying on tourists rather than locals. Yeah. Um, Gob, is Dennis the Menace at the tavern? Yes. Yes, he is. There you go. I believe so. Uh, remains an ambassador. Uh, Dennis will be there. I believe 
Uh, John Lowe will be down there. Um, Bobby George will be in the VIP area in between sessions as well at times. Um, yeah, there's, there's quite a good list this year. Um, sadly, I think 3-0 Dudbridge. 3-1. Yeah, 3-1. No, I don't think Glenn's going to rock up there on average 45. But I am concerned about... And he went and won a local event a few weeks ago, but yeah, he doesn't sound confident in himself. No. But there is also a chance that there's a lot of there's a lot of conversation around Glenn Durant because of how big a name he is and, and how big a draw he is and how successful he was as world champion and, and in his time in the PDT before he did start to drop off. And there's a good chance that the conversation around him in a minute it motivates him a bit and, and I hope so. Puts the back up a little bit as well, being written off. There's only yep. so many times it, it, it could go the other way and completely deject someone. But actually, there is also that, no, do you know what? I'm, I'm really going to put up a fight here. Yeah. I'm, mm-hmm. um, to be fair, match pay tickets by the sound of it went out the door today to um, PDC annual subscribers, people moaning that it sold out before they got there. So that the match play always sells. Well, oh, but by the way, boys, see so your hotel room's fine this year as well. He rang me today. He said, Do you speak to me? I went, I'll speak to him tonight. That's all that matters. <laughs> all, all that matters. All right, you two go. I'll just sit at home then, shall I? That's me on Fallout for a week. Uh, if, if you're going to moan about what venues are like and it's a, a lot better night at home, you stay at home. I'll see Matt's in Pop World and I'll be with Mr. Bars. I mean, you've got to do the first night because I'm at the cricket. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't have any birthdays to look out for this year. So. Rank all the formats. Um, what is there? League phase, contenders, knockouts. Yeah. Um, In that order, as you've just said. Huh? One, two, I'd three. Prefer, I'd, the contenders worked. I like the contenders because it was still the league phase as well and you had the local element to it. League phase, um, league knockout this Shitty one. First year contenders, brilliant as a concept. Yeah. Didn't quite agree with how points are handed out. I thought contenders should have taken a spot and then the best performer potentially play for them or, or whatever else on the on the table and points not counting towards, but it did against the players in the table, etc. Second year, the players needed mixing up. We'd seen it all. Yeah. Um Price will start this weekend. Yes. Clock neck Newcastle manager next season? <laughs> no. Dark show. But um, while we're at it, Pep is a bigger favourite to leave than Clock right now. Uh, Max, the, the answer is we don't know yet. Um, they are looking at both options, I believe. I've had something come through yesterday that I before from tickets for a show at the Civic in July, I want to say. So that I'm assuming that's on the premise that it will finally open. Um, as the opening date was, what, 2018? <laughs> it seems like it's been that long. Um, so the feeling is it will be open, but obviously... It's, all the well, it's big enough. Yeah. But in, in, not in terms of capacity, but everything else that has to go on behind the scenes that folks at home don't see, like trucks, 
yeah, big enough rooms, practice rooms, media room, um, and everything like that. That that's more the concern, I think. That physically, yeah. is the Civic big enough? Sack off all Rampton all together. Not if it's uh, the Civic. I love the Civic with the balcony. I, I don't know what the setup's like now. Dublin mm. in Dublin. I moved the Slam to Leicester. No. Well, that's what was going to happen until COVID here. Leicester. No. Um, are the PDC genuinely looking up? Uh, I don't believe so. No, it is what it is. Every time we've spoken and, and asked, it's been like, nope. Because it would require too much thought and effort to be blunt. We'll be there. I'm coming out on the second Saturday as well. I've started seeing the list of names that will be there this year and it's bigger than last year. Is the one we spoke about on there yet? I can't remember who spoke about it. I spoke to oh, about it as well. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm not going to say that. I'll tell you after. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to do a year and tell you. Tell you know. Um, that might be one for you, Gob. Uh, boards, yes. Shirts and darts is up to the players. Yeah. So it'd be players directly or their management companies. I know last year the match boards were sold. So they did go pretty quickly for some of them. Who wins most Euro tours this year? Gary Anderson. <laughs> Can you imagine? Getting back in the top six. Oh, where did he fall to? 37th. Sheesh. What, at Gary? Yeah, tour card race. I I think he's going to have a good year this year. I know it looks bleak at the moment, but I think... Uh, Dare I say answer. it, he might even win one. As in, at event. Uh, MVG or Rob Cross on the Euro Tours for me? Rob Cross for me. MBG. Shock. <laughs> you know the t-shirts you buy your kids and say, I'm with Stupid or I'm with my dad. Can we just get Phil one that just says, I'm with Michael Van Gogh? <laughs> <laughs> uh, have you noticed? Nah, not really. Still, the season is still young. So if we're not entitled players in January, February, we're in I was trouble. Say, that, that might be different come May, but yeah, in trouble. Will Josh Rock get into the top thirty-two this year? I like the touch of him being on stage on Thursday to collect his awards presented by Marda. Thought that was very good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I I think he'll be in the top thirty-two by the end of the year. Yeah, well, I do. I'm looking at the same stone as you. One for you, Gob. 
He's literally messaging me going, why can't I comment? I was like, are you logged in and are you a subscriber? <laughs> so he's done himself in there because he wasn't up until this point. That's what <laughs> you get for lending him darts for Q school. <laughs> um, right. Last couple then before we wrap up. But another great live land. We will try and get one of the seniors on Monday's show. One that's not technologically illiterate. Yeah. We'll do it this way. We just send them a link on their phone now. So it's... Yeah, but some of them have got pretty decent journeys to make. Yeah. Hey, to be fair, has it been needed? Have we had a week without stupidity? Um. No. No. Why, what? Joked. Premier League. The joke's a bit more sensitive to just go stupid. It's stupid from him, but it's, I think we addressed it the right way. Yeah. Um, your, thought, up... your thought on the Premier League, I'm surprised that wasn't the answer. That's just crap, isn't it? It's not <laughs> even stupid, it's just crap. <laughs> That's his new saying. That's his 2023 saying, that is. <laughs> it's just, like, what What do you want from me? There's only so many times I could tell you it's too long. The format sucks. I don't enjoy watching some of the players in it. And the fact they play each other every 30 seconds winds me up. And I'll, this I'll, is get our... that I'll get that printed on a T-shirt. Like, Gary Anderson, our... I just want to play that. like bar host for uh, Mel Sweets. I the just positive. want to play that. <laughs> um, but... Plenty coming up on the channel this week. We have got interviews with John Henderson, Balan Sharrock, two previews, and the Pro Tour returns, boys. It's, it's going to be a bit busy. And that's just without all the Premier League and seniors interviews. Yeah, I've got graphics to design and all sorts. Um, and pack. It, We've got a pack. <laughs> Is this the most bloke thing you've ever heard in your life? We're I've still got to do a five-hour round trip to make, you, to make sure you boys are all sorted. The beer eat. Extension leads. To never have too many extension leads. Obviously. Sort it out. <laughs> and you, don't forget your iron, bitch. <laughs> Not a chance, though. Not a chance. Every chance. Not a chance. <laughs> you can sleep in the corridor. Not a chance. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, look, we'll, we'll end on this note. Will he be here? Oh, I wondered where you were going with that. <laughs> no. No. No, nah, not this weekend. I think it's too early. Too early. Maybe wrong, but um, everyone, we have been online darts for the last few hours again. Massive thank you for all the support today. Hells Bells absolutely smashed it. Um, so funny. She swore more than us. <laughs> well, more uh, than you two. Um, but absolutely top class. Um, so thank you very much. Remember, everyone, make sure you like, subscribe. Plenty coming up this week. I've been Phil Bars, Jack Garwood, Lee Boyce. Pleasure as always. And I'll see you boys on Friday and we'll be back for the live lounge next week.
Bye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.